Viewer discretion is advised. Your fave will be criticized. That's Jan. That's Chris. And welcome to CCTV, the nonstop pop show. And today we're discussing Blackpink's current album, Born Pink. If you're wondering who we are, Shan and I have a huge range of experience in the music industry from performing on stage to working at record labels, so we have a lot of insight into the crazy music industry, and you can now join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash cctvpops. Shout out to our amazing crew members, Lisette, Lily, and Emily. Yes, thank you indeed. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear their reactions mm-hmm. <laughs> once they're finished <laughs> with this. <laughs> but yes... Ooh, Blackpink, they're back after, what, how many years? Two years since the last album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm kind of sad about that because, like, I am a fan of them. Um, when they first came out, I was like, you know what? Who anyone is not happening right now. I can accept that these girls are new. Um, let's see what's happening. So I was excited to see them. They've, I mean, they've been out for so many years now. They almost kind of feel like OGs at this point, right? It's kind of kind of surreal watching yeah. them. I've been to a tour for them. I watched their live sh- virtual show mm-hmm. um love their live band oh, i yeah. do have my 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 reservations about them at points uh but we'll get into that a little bit later but what about you how do you feel about black pink yeah you know i mean they're the number one girl group right uh so it's it's um i think it's exciting that they're around and, and people who aren't into k-pop kind of like bts right mm-hmm. like people know who they are even if they're not k-pop fans so that's right. refreshing i think um yes. Yeah, I, I'm excited that they're back. Um, you definitely could feel the missing, I think, in, mm-hmm. in their presence So mm-hmm. in K-pop. So, right. yeah, I'm excited to, to talk about the album and whether it hit our expectations. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. So let's get into it. The second album, Born Pink, was released on September 16th, 2022. In a statement from YG, the company has said that the album features Blackpink's signature music style and that they worked on it for a long time. Their last album was released in October 2020 and was also one of our first episodes ever. So definitely go check that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and let's see if any of these reviews uh, have either improved or gotten worse since then. <laughs> but now we'll go track by track and discuss the production, the vocals, and lyrics and give our final ratings for each song. Yes. All right. So, well, first, Born Pink, what do you think of the album title? I think for me, it's more just hopefully showing that this music is authentic to them, right? This is right. what they were born as, so it's like this right. is what it should represent, I guess. What do you think? That's what I'm thinking, too. You know, you're born this way, you die this way, bad girls for life or pink girls for life. Also, I think they couldn't say born black, so I think this works perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> I think this works perfectly. Oh, my gosh. Um, Very true. But, yeah, you know, so <laughs> that'd be so funny. You're like, what? <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. And I think just like, you know, born pink, dye pink, black pink for life, for sure. Yeah. So let's just see if they gave us some black. Let's see if they gave us some pink. Um, and uh, let's get into this first track, which is Pink Venom. Pink Venom was produced by Teddy Park, 24, RT, and Ido, or Idol. I'm not sure if it's Japanese or not. <laughs> With an interpolation of Rihanna's Ponde Replay. It is the first single from the album, and in an interview, they explained that the pink and the venom are contradictory and that they felt that it represented the group well. A lovely poison. Pretty savages, if you will. Mm. And it hit number one on the Billboard Global 200, and they were the first K-pop girl group ever 
oh, pay, oh, excuse me. The script says first K-pop group ever to hit number one on the Australian Aria singles chart. So that's a pretty awesome feat, especially when two of the girls are from Australia. So that's exciting. Um, so, yeah. What did you think of the Pink Venom? Yeah. You know, when I first heard the song, I'm going to be honest, I was not too <laughs> impressed. Um, not that it was necessarily a bad song, but it just felt mm-hmm. so sonically similar to How You Like That and Kill This yeah. Love. And it was like, okay, like there's no artistic <laughs> growth here after two years. Right. Um, however, right. I do understand maybe because it's been so long and two years is a long time in pop, but especially long in K-pop. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it does make sense to just remind everyone what you're good at, right? So just do yeah, more of yeah. the same. It's a very, you know, classic Teddy Park hard-hitting, sassy track that we know that they're good at. Um, mm-hmm. So so there's that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I appreciate the use of the traditional instruments, which are in here. Um, yes. I think that's always a, a cool element. And, and as an Asian person, I appreciate mm-hmm. that they are embracing that part of their culture as well. Yes. Um, and vocally, I think they all sound really good as well. Good balance mm-hmm. of vocal textures. Um, I like the more understated, breathy chorus. And um, right. Lisa and Jenny's rap is the highlight, I think, for me. Um, yeah. But yeah, do I, I do. think this is the group's <laughs> best track? No. But mm. it's more of what they do well. And you mentioned the live band earlier. It's going to be awesome. So Yes. Yeah. What With do you the think? Live band. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You know, I think that having the Korean instrument, the, the go mun, mungo? I'm probably saying it wrong. And other Korean uh, instruments, it's interesting because it's like when you have so so much hip hop going on, it's good to kind of actually go back to your own ethnic roots and interpolate that into your music. You know, like you said, it it ties in both worlds. And I love a good Blasian fusion. I mean, look at us. Um, (laughs) But I think the song is interesting because we were both together preparing for our American Dream hosting gig. when the song came out by the Mm. way check out our vlog just uploaded on friday (laughs) but yeah it was it was interesting to listen to it with you because we heard certain things like the one by one and two by two that lisa did we looked at each other like wait wait, what's that (laughs) so it was interesting hearing that i know upon first listen for me i heard the black pink chant and it reminded me of bad boy in the beginning Mm. of flavor in your ear and he's like clinking the bottles going bad boy this is diddy for the youngins that don't know but you know bad boy so again you have that old school hip-hop um and i think what makes teddy's uh not even teddy just yg teddy danny their rt their whole production so um identifiable are the uses of phrygian scales which is like you know a lot of middle eastern sounds and and things like that and if you know a lot of old hip-hop and r&b back in the early 2000s like late 90s oh my god the Arabian music and Middle Eastern music had a chokehold on hip hop, which leads me to believe that the black label boys are old school hip hop heads, which is not really that surprising because Teddy's old. No offense, Sam, but he's old. He's old, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the chorus is interesting because as like, it's a little like, it was a little boring at first for me when I first heard it. But then I thought about what the synth was. And it's like those old, like ni- uh, 2000s, like snap music. Bum, bum, bum. Mm -hmm. it had that same kind of thing and i was like okay there it is so there's a lot of interesting like retro sounds like the g-funk inspired synth and the boom bap drums of the second chorus and then you go right back into your typical edm bombastic ending with the 
all that stuff. That's what they're known for, the automatopias, right? So it has the retro sound. It's been really popping in K-pop and in music in general. But then you have their classic ending. The um, ta 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 is is great. You know, there's so many so there's so many ways you can make a a, a pistol sound. You know, in music, it's sure. <laughs> um, I appreciate this. Whoever did it on TikTok, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm not giving you credit, but they added the Pokemon ratata uh into the music video um so now i cannot hear that part without picturing this very underrated purple rat pokemon um (laughs) so shout out to ratata i was being sarcastic about the (laughs) ratata yeah i'm not a huge fan of the outro to be honest but either (laughs) again though it's gonna sound great live and be awesome in concert but speaking Mm -hmm. of the music video what did you think you know one thing about this group that I will say is that they looked great. And I appreciate the set design and the team that puts everything together because every time that these girls are on screen and they have their solo scenes, each solo scene is catered to who they are in the group. You have Jenny, who's high fashion with the edge. Elise is the sassy tomboy. Rose is the sentimental rock girl. And Jisoo is their traditionally like Korean princess who just got brought into this world and is adapting to it. So she has like that whole princess vibe in the video. Um, The video also has some post-apocalyptic fashion, very Um, Mm Dune-esque. I will say in the second verse with the whole like, you know, parking parking lot pimping scene, you know, with the SWV long nails and the lip liner. With Lisa, no comment. At this point, I feel like YG stylist and a lot of K-pop fans don't even care at this point. Um, But again, it's just really interesting to like hear and see Australian Thai and Korean girls rap about how gangster they are, like by way of hip hop written by Asian men. It's like a weird thing because like I can hear the bars. I can hear the bars. I respect the flow and they're killing the choreography, but they're not really about the smoke that they're asking for. But that being said, I do appreciate them going all in and actually trying to present you know, like, you know, come, come with it. Mm-hmm. I respect it. It looks good. They sounded good. I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's interesting. Cause you know, they keep going on about authenticity and how this music represents them and everything. Mm-hmm. But honestly, yeah. without Teddy's influence, without 21's influence, sorry, Ooh, going to yes. mention them. This like, would they be doing this kind of confident, sassy thing? Is that really mm-hmm. genuinely how they feel, you know? Um, and, and to be honest, like I've always felt that I think with Lisa and Jenny, it does feel quite authentic. With the other mm-hmm. two, not so much, really, mm-hmm. um, depending on the song. Um, right. I think they kind of, they've embraced it, that, you know, mm-hmm. that it is their sound. But would that be what they would have wanted to come up with, you know, yeah. back in the beginning of their careers? I don't know. Uh, okay. So, yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. Um, but, yeah, the music video, I think they look amazing. Every scene mm-hmm. looks expensive. It's very visually yes. pleasing. <laughs> and they seem really cool, right? Like, if you mm-hmm. want a fierce girl group, they are up there. Um, the confidence feels authentic, you know, from all four. They're comfortable on camera. They are, you know, they know they are good. Um, so yeah. I appreciate that. Is there any scene that really jumps out at me, though, and is like, oh, that's iconic? Not really. Mm-hmm. Not really. No. Yeah, um, but they look amazing, and, and, you know, I think it is just a remember us, we are awesome, you know, yes. and that's kind of the whole point <laughs> of it, so it fulfills that, if that was the yeah. point. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, so moving on to the choreography, I think the chorus choreo is really great, like the fangs mm. with the hands, a little bounce for the yeah. whoa, 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 like just really good musicality, it's relatively simple, like we, we mm-hmm. learned it in like, you know, 10 minutes, maybe less, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
And the rest of it, you know, I appreciate the troupe of female dancers that they use. Mm-hmm. Um, not any huge standout moments for me other than the chorus, no. really. Yeah. Um, but good energy. And um, yeah, I, I, I enjoy watching them perform it, but it's not anything above what they've done previously before right totally i'm it was choreographed by a couple of people this one taryn um ygx Dong, kyle tootin i think i've gotten everyone but it's again so many so much effort and so much energy went into this dance and i think it was mostly for the full picture with the background dancers as opposed to like you know (laughs) which i appreciate because you really think about it like you said, nothing really stands out. I do like the rakatata, like the choreography for it. Because Lee Jung, when she does it, when you see dancers do it, it looks really cool. When the girls do it, it's simple enough, like you said, that they can actually sing, which I appreciate. And super shout out, super, super, super shout out to their VMA performance. Because that's super awesome that they got a chance yes. to perform, right? I mean, even if I didn't like the song, we both heard it and we're like, ugh. I was so proud as a fan and also just knowing where like a lot of Asian artists fit and slot into pop music and just kind of getting shafted a lot of the times they had, they were on the main stage, not on the outside and they were doing their thing. So super proud of them. Everyone was hyped to see them. So I was happy for them for sure. For sure. Yes. Always amazing to see Asian people represent on a global stage like that for sure. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, sure. But that being said, we have to be honest. How would you rate Pink Venom. <laughs> okay, so I it took me a second to figure this out. I'm actually going to give it an eight. I um I, I was listening to their older stuff and I was like, okay, where does this mm-hmm. kind of rank in their kind of overall discography? And I do think it yes. is up there with the Kill This Love and stuff. Um uh, like I think it is a solid song and it really does represent the sound that they've established. So yeah, how about you? I agree. I gave it an eight as well. I have pretty much the same sentiment. This was the pre-release, but had it been released as the single, it probably would have just been like, oh, here's another one. Eight. <laughs> the second song on the album is Shut Down, which was done by Teddy Park, 24, Danny Chung, and Vince. And this was the second single from the album, and it samples a part of La Campanella, the second violin concerto by Italian composer Niccolo Paganini. So, <laughs> what do you think Fancy. of Shut Down? You know, this song as the lead single, mm. I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I didn't know, rather. Um, when I first heard it, I just thought, oh, what is this? <laughs> you know, like almost disappointed because I thought, okay, if if Pink Venom was the pre-release, oh, they, they're probably going to come with some crazy stuff with Shut Down. And then it wasn't crazy. It was under. <laughs> It, it was complete opposite. Um, the lyrics are fun because Jenny was like, this ain't a comeback as if they haven't been gone for two years. <laughs> well, I think what they're saying is they don't need to release new music. They're always around, you know? Exactly. This makes it so funny because it just reminds me of like, you know, it's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you. It just reminds me of that because I'm just like, you do realize it's been like, <laughs> okay, it's fine. But, um, you know, it's like they, they're back but they never left. Totally get that. Um, but like, I, but like I'm just, you know, Hang on, wow. They're back like they never left, and they can talk their mess if they want to. Um, they have the status and the image to deliver all of that, so it's all good. Um, I do think it's interesting that they have strings in it, because going right back to what I was saying about maybe Teddy and the gang is just trying to recreate retro hip-hop. Um, if you were into hip-hop around like the early 2000s or so, you would have heard a lot of strings and oh, stuff. Yeah. So this is retro. I mean, like, think Miri Ben-Ari, the hip-hop violinist, Gangsta's Paradise, and so on, especially with a lot of Kanye West's tracks and oh, things yeah. like that. Um, like the whole violence had an, on hip hop and R&B. Oh God, 
Dude, <laughs> even in um what step up the step up movie there was like a violinist on stage it's just like why but it was just really cool at the time combining that something as gritty as hip-hop and something as classical and quote-unquote beautiful and artistic as um you know italian opera or violins or whatever it just sounds really nice um together by the way rap and hip-hop is an art form y'all so don't be <clears throat> oh yeah. Try to clock me. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I said, it really makes me think about Teddy and Danny's influences and references. Like they know it was cool back in the day with Teddy being from the West Coast and Danny being from Philly, if I'm not mistaken, they have a more genuine take on what the hip hop sounds that K-pop groups try to recreate. I can respect that. This is not me like giving them like a, a black card though, but I can honestly say that they grew up with it. They are quote unquote about that life. And that's why the flows are good. The choruses, mm, they're a little like male collective of hip hop though. Uh, like G-Unit, Terror Squad, you know, lean back, lean back. Don't dance. It's one solo vocal, maybe with a little bit of layering and like a very simple lean back. And that's the whip it, 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 whip it. There's nothing else really happening there, right? But you remember it, even if it is feeling a little lazy, it is very much Terra Scott G Unit, all those collectives like that. Um, the energy is meant to be simple and repetitive, but you're supposed to kind of deliver it with this kind of swag and confidence where no one's going to question you while you're saying whip it, whip it, whip it, whip it, whip it 5,000 times. Um, but <laughs> overall, the song, I feel like could have just built a little bit more. And then at the end, black pink in your area. I'm like, mm, okay. It's still very chill, understated. It just sounds like a gang rolling up on you. I get it. But lead single material, not so sure. Uh, how do you feel about this one? Yeah, I mean, I think the use of the violin sample is really cool. I, I agree with you. It made me think about older hip-hop, which I think is, is good. You know, I, I think mm -hmm. it's good that that's a reference for them. Um, mm -hmm. And then obviously mixed with a very heavy bass, which of course is also very classic, right? Um, yeah. I think as a song, I do appreciate that it's not just another derivative of the Pink Venom, <laughs> how, you know, how yeah. you like that, all those. Uh, I appreciate <laughs> that it is a little more understated. I like that the chorus mm -hmm. is sung very low and kind of lazy a little bit, which mm -hmm. is good. It fits mm -hmm. that kind of like confidence, right? That they're trying to exude. Yes. Um, yes. I'd say first off the chorus, I'm underwhelmed by it though. I think even given mm -hmm. what I just said, I don't really get the whip it, whip it, whip it, whip it. Like I feel like you could have thought of something else as there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, I hate the way the song ends. There's no climax. There's no bridge. Like, it's just done. Yeah. Um, and yeah. that becomes a recurring thing on this album. But uh, I think the big thing, though, that I thought was interesting is the lyrics, you know? Um, yeah. Like you said, they're at a point where their status is high enough that they can pull off a song as confident as this. Um, yeah. But the word shut down can mean a couple of different things, right? Like it can mm. mean them literally shutting down a place, right? Because, you know, yeah. they're the best and they don't, no one else can match them. But it can also mean yeah. a literal shutdown, as in we're shutting down. And, um, <laughs> you know, it just makes me think like, are you shutting down? Like, is this the end? You know, like we all know their initial contracts are up right? At YG mm -hmm. at the end of the year or end of next year, Oops. I think, right? Or somewhere in the next year. Mm. And, um, you know, Lisa says black pink in your area, the area I've been shut down. Like, are they shutting mm. down the area? You know, like, <laughs> and, um, and then the music video, right? The music video, yeah. they're in like the, you know, those long-term storage units. And they're literally referencing all these old music videos and stuff. So like that fits yeah. with this idea that it's, 
it's the end. I mean, it could just mean like yeah. we're ending, this is the end of this contract period and we're going to renew and this is like the end of level one. And then they do go right. up in the elevator. So maybe they're saying that like then the next phase is the next level up and they're right. like leaving yeah. the past behind and they're moving forward. So that's possible too. But I don't know. I think when anyone, when an artist ever references their music videos like this and their past mm-hmm. to this extent, mm-hmm. it always feels like it's an end of some sort. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah. What do you think of the video? You know what? Back to your shutdown thing. I agree with you. Aha, I'm going to say oh, 99.9%. My little one something percent uh, I'm going to just say, oh, maybe they're just shutting down rumors of breaking up like Little Mix it was in Wasabi. <laughs> but yeah, so maybe. Is that what they did in Wasabi? I'm never going to let that go. <laughs> they said they're going to break up. What the hell they do? No. You know, like that part. <laughs> they're just on hiatus. <laughs> oh, no, they're not broken up. I mean, I mean, with um, what's her face leaving? Uh, what's her name? I mean, Jesse. They didn't know that was going to happen. I don't think. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I lo- this is why I love our show. All- watch our little mix one on one if you guys haven't. It's a, oh, great, yeah. it's a great time. Um, but yeah, you know what? Honestly, side note, Blackpink little mix, I would have never been mad at that. just want to say that. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, so the video, like you said, very reminiscent. Um, I had- one thing I do not like about the video, though, is how fake Rosé's planet looks. Like, I know it's fake, but it looks super fake. <laughs> it looks even more fake than it looks so fake. And I was like, ah, because in the whistle video, it's all in pink, right? But it was iconic for her. I mean, all these girls had their iconic scenes from their videos, things that fans have like retweeted, have referenced. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool to see that the team is very cognizant of what fans remember and uh, have in their mind as being iconic. Um, and I do have to say that with this song and the way everything kind of was going, it was very slow. Everything was kind of just building up very slowly and I'm so glad they had a dance routine for this because the this, this song needed some, the video needed something to kind of give it a little bit of a kinetic energy. Um, so I do appreciate the dance of this. Um, mm. Have you been able to watch some of the performance videos or like their yes. performance on Kimmel? Kimmel? I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Well, first yeah. off, I have to give it to them. They're great performers. Uh, really, mm. really good stage presence across all four of them, which is awesome. Yes. Um, I do yes. want to complain a little bit, though, about the way they do their vocals. Because I, they have such a heavy backing track. And I think uh-huh. we've said this in the past where if you have such a heavy backing track, even if you're on the note, but just like slightly uh-huh. off it, then it makes you sound like you're uh-huh. off key when you're not. Um, and so it almost makes them sound worse sometimes, especially for mm. Jisoo and Rosé, you know, like we're actually yeah. singing, you know, singing, properly singing. And um, yeah, yeah, I just find it odd that, that they do that. Right. Um, I don't right. know if that's because I think 21 used to kind of do that, too. And I don't understand that choice as a creative director or vocal producer or music director or whoever. Um, But yeah, it annoys me. Because they even do it with the live band, too. They keep the whole backing track on the whole time. Anyway. Yeah, it's weird. Ramp done. Um, The actual choreography, though, love the little solo moments, the full use of the Mm -hmm. background dancers creating all these different pictures around each of them. Um, Mm -hmm. The chorus. I like when they hit the floor. I think that's probably yeah. my favorite part of it. Um, <laughs> the whip it, whip it, whip it, whip it. It's, I, yeah. It's okay. I mean, it's pretty, I mean, it feels like that's 
very obvious <laughs> in a way. Um, <laughs> it's fine. I think I just don't like that as a hook. So then the choreography also just annoys me a little bit. But yeah. I know what you mean. I know yeah. what you mean. So it's just, whoop, 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 whoop. I mean, it's one of those things where you see the dancers do it. It's like, okay, the choreographers. You have Kyle Hanegami, Kyle Tutin, uh, Taryn, the YG Eggs, Lee Jung. Like, you have all these people again. And you can see all of it, like Kyle with his shapes and his and both Kyles with their shapes and their formation. It's really fun to see the girls dancing with the, the uh, dancing with their background dancers. And I like Lisa's part the most because Lisa, we all know Lisa could dance her butt oh, off. When yeah, she does do amazing. it with other dancers, it's like, oh, okay, that mm-hmm. looks really good. With her little head thing and her flick. I'm like, I want to get flicked. Not really, but I thought about it for like a quick second. Um, and interestingly enough, I'm so glad that they, like, when they're dancing, they flip their hair because when you watch the video, Jenny has his red fur hat on. <laughs> Girl can't move an inch. She's like, but in the performances and everything like that, she they're giving it whip it, whip it, whip it. Honestly, it's okay. I don't have any kind of alternative move that they could have done. But when you're working with such limited music and the girls aren't known for their dancing, what can you do? You give them swaggy. You give them musicality. You give them things that people can appreciate. And shout out to Jisoo, by the way. There was a lot of like chest pop pop opens and she hit them. So kudos to her because she's not the strongest dancer, but she held mm-hmm. it down. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right. So what do you think? What do you rate this one? Oh, okay. Even though I, I think I understand what they're trying to do with the retro hip hop, I got to be honest here, it wasn't the strongest. So I'll give it a 7.5. It wasn't amazing, but it wasn't terrible either. Yeah, I will give it a 7. <laughs> Maybe I should have given it a 7 too. <laughs> but yes, on to our next song, Type of Girl, which was written by Damon Suk. And Pekka Boom. Wait, mm. I said Pekka like she was Korean. She's definitely not. She's an American girl. She's very talented. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. And actually, in an interview with Becca, uh, she noted mm. that she actually had thought this was for Lisa's solo album. I mean, I think she's just submitted it I and didn't know it. what they were going to do with it. But she yes. assumed it would probably go to Lisa. And, and yes, I agree. I definitely hear that. Her verse is for yeah. sure the best part of the song. It has such a good flow. <laughs> I think that's probably her yeah. best moment maybe on the album. Um, mm. And yeah, the song is interesting. Agreed. They left it fully English. There are a lot of fully English songs on this album, which is a choice mm-hmm. for sure. Definitely yeah. showing their global appeal. Um, yes. But yeah, I think the song, I like how it kind of starts with this kind of weird, sweet sounding moment, but then mm-hmm. quickly turns into that's another hard hitting hip hop track. Yeah. Um, but it has a good groove to it. Again, though, it ends so abruptly. And there's no bridge. Oh there's God. no climax. Yes. What is that? Um, But yeah, I think vocally, I think Rosé's little head voice moments in the first Mm pre-chorus sound amazing. I don't think she uses her head voice enough. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's refreshing because I think she, when she pushes really hard, it tends to get very nasally. That's just her tone. Um, And so it's kind of refreshing to hear something a bit more open from her. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, I have some thoughts on the lyrics, but what do you think of the actual song first? Um, You know, 21 had Lydia Peck. And Blackpink has Becca. And it's so interesting to hear the difference in both women's writing styles for both groups that are coming from the same company. Mm-hmm. It's, but the similarities here and there. Um, apparently, Becca knew these girls when they were trainees. Like, apparently, they had the same Korean teacher. So they basically, quote, unquote, grown up with each other. Um, and, yeah, I heard Lisa. At first, I was like, why is, is this a Lisa solo? Like, I really thought it was mm-hmm. a Lisa solo song. Um, so you saying that isn't surprising. Thank you for, for giving me 
uh, what's it called? Vindicated. I feel vindicated. But yeah, it's nice to have a girl song like this. I like the brattiness of the synths. That I'm not singing the right melody, but it's just very bratty. Um, <laughs> sorry, I was not right. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm singing the song in my head and then trying to produce, like, whatever. But anyway, <laughs> it's nice to have it juxtaposed, juxtaposed with the pianos and the sirens. And I like the lowness in everyone's voices. Like, oh my gosh. In the pre-hooks, though, there is a low harmony, if I'm not mistaken, which is kind of bothersome because you can hear it kind of rooting the uh, the falsettos a little bit better. So I don't, I'm confused as to why they don't push those harmonies a little bit more. Like Apple Music, if you read like some of the notes about the, the album, they were like, oh, they have top-notch harmonies or something. And I'm like, where? Where? I don't think there are harmonies in any of this album, really. Barely, <laughs> barely. And if they are, they're so far in the mix, you're just like, is that... <laughs> Oh, okay. You know, like, I don't hear them. Like, this would be the song to do it with because it's very, like, uh, you, uh, so much you could do with that. And then mm-hmm. with the da 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 the first time they do it, yeah, sure, Jenny could do it by herself. But the last time, that's when you bring the, I'm the type of girl, have gang vocals. Yes, the group it, vocals. Yes. That that's lacking from the whole a, album. That would mm-hmm. be the time to use it. Not like, oh, it's an EDM song. It's our lead single. Let's have everyone chant. You use it for a song like this. Da 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 da, hey, da 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 da, hey. I'm the type of girl. I'm the hello. Yeah. Have, you know. Mm. Then again, here I am on the podcast, not writing songs for them. But if I were to write it, I would have done that. <laughs> um, but yeah, the ending was so abrupt. I thought my phone disconnected in the subway. I just, <laughs> I was just so like this is this song is giving. Like, they couldn't coordinate with the various schedules and appearances, and they had them for, like, one day or, like, maybe two weeks, and this is what they came up with, and that's all they could do. Like, Or there was some weird rule from YG. They were like, this album, most of the songs can't be longer than three minutes, so you got to just it. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. Buttons. Everyone gets buttons. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I do – going back to what you said about it being in English, I appreciate how braggadocious – Mm. the lyrics are i mean like come on like you know i don't bring your dinner i bring money like come on my come on that's that's i love it as an independent lady myself i appreciate these lyrics um and i love that they're like i'm not like any of these other girls Mm because most of us aren't if you know if you know a real basic b when you see one you could be like oh that's what the song's about (laughs) yes so when i was kind of just doing research on all these songs i saw an article on korea boo about Mm. people debating whether these lyrics were actually problematic because in this culture, of course, no one should put down another person and women in particular should support other women, you know? Um, And uh, yeah, uh, go ahead, please. I just want to say, I can be a feminist and want you to get equal pay, but if you are lame or unkind, I will say so in a lyric, okay? Like people try to sterilize K-pop so much. It's just like, but really, let's be real here. Like you, it's, it's, you're gonna compare yourself. Someone's gonna compare you. It's, it's it was competition. Is that the word yeah. we use here? Yeah. Well, I oh, think. So- I think also. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's just K-pop. I think it's in culture now. Like, there's this whole thing about how you know. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. I, I understand it. You know, I understand. Like, you don't want to put down other yeah. people, but at the same time, it's also human nature to be kind of competitive, right? That's biological. Right. Um, you know, yeah. and and um, we are all different in different ways you know we're better at some things worse than other things and it's normal to be like i'm better than that other person you should be with me you know like that's a natural biological thing that happens in nature every animal species 
does that. Yeah, so you seriously, know? yeah. <laughs> and, and so it's just, I think it's crazy. Like, I understand it, that that's now a mm-hmm. part of, of current culture. Social um, life, yeah. Yeah, social <laughs> culture, but it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's not that deep. People are taking no, this way not. too seriously. It's not. It yeah. really is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I mean, it's not a pick me song. I feel like people might kind of go that way. It's That's not what they like said that. in that article. Really? They were like, oh, is it God. a pick me song? No, it's not because they're not calling anyone B word. They're not saying anything crazy. They're just saying, hey, listen, I have everything you're looking for. I'm not like other people. Mm. I don't need you to sit there and buy things for me because there are people that do that. Male, female, them, theirs, their, whoever, they all, some, there's always some person that's like, oh, I'm going to use so-and-so for their money. I'm going to use so-and-so for their yeah. status. And they're saying, I don't need the cloud, honey. I am the cloud. I am the table. Okay? I have a whole lumber yard. So come through. Um, that being said, <laughs> the ranking for this song, I'm curious to know what your ranking is because I feel like this song could have been the single. Like, this is something that they could have just worked on it a little bit more. Yeah. The whole gang group vocals could have been lead for me. I know. Yeah, I agree. It sucks because, like you said, I think if there was a proper outro, like a proper Mm -hmm. climax to it, I would like it a lot more. Um, So it's tough for me, but I think I'm going to stick with an eight. Yeah. How about you? Me too. I'll Mm. give it an eight. (laughs) So the fourth track on the album is Yeah, 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 which was done by Teddy, Kush, Vivian, RT, IDO, Jisoo, and Rosé. Is it IDO? Is it Ido? Is it Ido? Someone please a, let us know. Yeah. Because okay, it's in all caps, so it could also be IDO, right? I don't know, man. Okay. Anyway, what do you think of Yeah, Yeah, Yeah? <laughs> you know, this is a combo of as if it's your last and lovesick girls um, for me. Um, it feels like they recorded it, recorded this in the height of the 80s craze in K-pop. That or they recorded it back when they were doing like um, the first like Square 2 between first album and square two with love sick girls or around that time it feels very much like that um but it does not have that same oomph that as if your last had because it was a 221 track no tea no shade but that's where it came from <laughs> yeah and then love sick girls they had that other guy loren i think doing it too so it had like a little bit more of like a rock feel to it and there was gang vocals <clears throat> anyway <laughs> apparently g g <laughs> <laughs> that noise, I love it. <laughs> Apparently, Jisoo and Rose had a hand in it. I appreciate yes. that because a lot of these songs are in English. And I always feel like Jisoo, even though she has trained with them, again, I don't think she was anticipating making this kind of music. Like her voice kind of leans toward a different direction. Um, it doesn't mean she's a bad vocalist, but considering the nine people that they started with to the whittle down to the four. I feel like maybe she wasn't expecting this, <laughs> but again, it's nice to kind of have her name on the credits. And I wonder how involved she was in writing. Cause we know Rose can write, but Jisoo, I wasn't expecting cause she's been acting. Mm. Um, didn't watch that drama though. Did you watch the drama? I did the not. Way? I did not. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, and one nitpicky thing. I hate the claps in the bridge. Super nitpicky. I know. I hate them. I don't know why. I think because it's just trying to fit in that 80s kind of bubble. It just sounded too cheap for me. Mm. Um, the girls have done better than this for me, without a doubt. And it feels like it was recorded two years ago. Or like, whatever. <laughs> but again, K-pop is having this retro thing. And yes, I love 80s. But like, that's the only thing that's kind of saving this song. And there's a lot of 80s R&B that they could have attacked. Mm. Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. With the music's playing. Where's my post-chorus? Where's my post-chorus? Mm-hmm. Where's my post-chorus? <laughs> like, 
Like, uh, I do appreciate um, Jisoo on the vocally. Though. Like, they don't sound bad, and that's the thing. I think people, when they're watching this, need to understand or listening to this, need to understand we're not critiquing the girls, per se, as much as we're critiquing the limitations put on their voices and their songs. Um, like, Jisoo sounded nice on this one, and she has, like, this deep nasal voice thing going on. Like, if she mm-hmm. sings too high, it gets nasally and tight. But if she sings in her, like, mm-hmm. in a comfortable range, it sounds good. Yes. Um, you know? And at the end, I feel like Rosé could have gave us a belty moment at the end, especially after the bridge. That's all. That's it. More to yeah. be desired. Again, That's there's it. no post-chorus. There's no bridge. <laughs> there, I mean, there's a bridge, but then it doesn't go into another chorus. Like, again, there's just no climax, no. you know, but I no. guess at this time we got a bridge, which is nice. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, then it, it just starts fading out what it feels like it should be more. <gasps> so instead of a button, oh this time you get a fade out. <laughs> It's so unfinished and unloved. It's unfinished um, and unloved. So anyway, yeah, I, I've been listening to a lot of Carly Rae Jepsen recently because yes. I've been told by a lot of people that I should be a bigger fan of her than I am. Uh, but this song would totally fit in her back catalog. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this kind of 80s-esque sweet pop song is very much in her wheelhouse. So that was kind of the first yes. thing that I thought when I heard it. Um, I actually do enjoy this one. I think it's refreshing after this more, all the intense stuff that we've just had over the last three tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's mm. refreshing. And I, I like the Lovesick Girls comparison. I think in a concert set list, it would make sense to put the two together um, mm-hmm. in a section. And uh, yeah, um, I think actually do like this one i think maybe more than you do then um i just wish there was another yeah a post chorus just to really elevate it a bit because it feels a little lazy to just sing yeah 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 over the synth (laughs) moment but i think in terms of the production though i do think it's well produced i think there's good Mm -hmm. balance there um and yeah carly ray would be happy with it i think (laughs) yes right in that emotion kind of catalog before she started doing more like could be an emotion b-side i think Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she's great. Mm. She has more songs than Call Me Maybe, folks. <laughs> um, you know, that being said, though, what is your rating for this? Because I mm, feel you're like... You're first, all right? I, you're first. Yeah, you're right. I was trying to... I was like, come on, okay. I like 80s. I like Eyes If It's Your Last. I like Love Sick Girls. But this is not completely it for me. So I'm going to give it a seven. Oh. For me. Interesting. Yeah. I will actually go terrible. higher. I will give it an 8.5. You know, I can't remember it. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm <laughs> sorry. That's probably, why, that's probably why the score's so low. I'll watch me listen to this later and be like, you know what? I actually do like the album. Like, the more I listen to the album, I liked it a lot more. <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. Anyway, I guess this album's hard to love. Like, the next song is... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Totally joking. <laughs> totally joking. Totally joking. But not totally. Um, hard to Love was done by Teddy Park. Freddie Wexler, Blush, Max Wolfgang, 24, and RT. So I'll let you kick us off um, about Heart to Love. What do you think about this solo track parading as a group? Yes. Why is there a random solo song on this album? Why? After two years, you're telling me you did not have enough group material to put together an album. And this album only has eight songs on it. So is it even really an album? I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's weird. It's so I weird. find it bizarre. I think things like this, when you put a solo song on an album, I think it makes sense if, you, if you're if you a group where either mm. all the members haven't released solo haven't, stuff yet, yeah. or, or, you know, like if you're like in the be- more beginning stages of the group or if, yeah. But mm-hmm. 
to, to put this on an album when she's already had a very successful solo mm-hmm. moment already, um, mm-hmm. I find that bizarre. Like, they they all already have their individual careers going outside of the group, so it just doesn't make sense to put a solo yes. song on the album. Um, yes. Before I finish the rant, though, I do have to shout out Antphrodite on YouTube. He is a oh. pop culture psychic tarot card reader. Oh, um, and he did a Blackpink reading a few months ago before the album came out. <laughs> and he predicted that there would be solo songs on the album. So shout out Anaphrodite. You know what you're doing. I'm going to continue listening to you because now we know this was proof. I'm crying. <laughs> there's, there's a Twitter called K-pop predictions that do something similar. I don't, I haven't followed them in a while. I stay on Twitter, but, uh, yeah. Um, okay. Wait, let me talk about the actual song. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>, so, <laughs> okay. The actual song I actually do really like the song. Um, again, it kind of sounds like Carly Rae. Going yeah, back to that. Um, so that's <laughs> kind of funny. Um, but, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of On the Ground. So to be honest, mm-hmm. I wasn't really pining for Rosé's solo. But this one's actually cool. Um, yeah. I like the instrumental. I like all the guitars in there, which, of course, makes sense for her. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, I do wish there was just one big final chorus or ad-libs or something like that yeah. just to elevate it a little bit more. Um, cause mm-hmm. again, it's less than three minutes. What is this? Like that must've been some sort of directive. Uh, yeah, but, that's weird. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the song itself is actually really good. Super catchy. Um, I think her vocal production on it is good. Mm-hmm. You know, I think yeah. she, she, you can hear kind of the emotion through it. Uh, so oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. And, um, yeah, I think it's better than on the ground. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. It definitely is. Um, <laughs> I I wonder what the producer who like the producers rather feel about this because if I if I'm not mistaken, I read somewhere that they had played it for the girls, like all of them, <laughs> and the girls were like, "Yeah, let's you know, it's great." For it to just be like you know, just one of them, it's kind of funny. It's not a bad thing because the one of them held it down. Um, the fact that this is listed on the YouTube channel as like their song as opposed to like a parenthetical Rose solo cracks me up because I was like, oh, okay, hard to love. That's fun. You know, I mean, what girl, most, well, not girl, but what person doesn't feel hard to love at times, right? Um, but again, their schedules, it's, the song is giving, oh, we couldn't meet up to do this. I don't know. No what. way. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. That's going to become a running joke for me. Like, I just feel like your schedule is like, Lisa's solo. <laughs> Jenny's in this whole HBO drama. Um, Rosé's doing On the Ground. Uh, and and Jesus doing Snowfall. Like, they were just not Snowfall. That's a whole different show. Snowdrop? Snow- I'm not the she- one to ask. I'm sorry. I'm, I don't really, I'm not caught up on K-dramas at all. Listen, I'm a wink. I'm halfway in. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, my point is, my point is, I feel like this could have been like more than a solo track. I feel like they all could have done it. But again, she definitely held it down. And this song is is interesting because it definitely fits the dating scene. (laughs) Avoidant attachers unite. Okay, yeah, I like you, but it's not you. It's me. I'm the problem. I've got a lot of work. I got a lot to work on. Take care of yourself. When she said, I'm just trying to be nice, I was freaking crying. Because that whole bridge part is her saying, like, listen, it's not you. I'm just doing a lot of work on myself and blah, blah, blah. A lot of people who are avoidant attachment style people say stuff like this because they just don't want someone to depend on them. Like, they'll fall for you. And be like, I really like you. You're a great person. But it's not you. I know you're great. I just can't handle you right now. I'm so hard to love. Ooh. 
And again, I agree with you. The song is short as hell. And I'm starting to feel kind of bad for fans. Like if you are lapping this song up as your gospel and you can relate to it, that's awesome. But if you're going to sit there and tell me that this is like all of this so far is enough, I don't know if I can agree with you. Like I said, as a wink, as a half stan, I'm not completely happy yet. But this song almost won me over. Like I said, it's not a bad album. It's just like, I want more and I know they can do more because they're talented. Yeah. I think with a girl group of this status, and especially if you're coming back two years later, every Mm. song should be title track worthy. Yes. It feels like these songs were written to not be title tracks. Yes. And I find that very bizarre, you know? That's in my notes. It's later on in my notes, but yes. Yeah. It's very strange. (laughs) Um, but anyway, as a song, I don't think this should have been on the album. I do not understand mm. one solo track. It's bizarre. Uh, yeah, but just as yeah. a song, I will give it an 8.5. How about you? Same. I'll give it an 8.5. Really? I'll give it an 8.5. I wish it was a group song. I'm being, I'm being a punk. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. So moving on to The Happiest Girl, which is track six on the album, which was done by 24, Teddy Park. Paro, Natalia Kills, and Willie Moon, which is really cool mm-hmm. that the last two yes. are credited on this. Uh, yes. <laughs> you know, really awesome to have them on here. Um, I do want to note that our friend Jeff Benjamin noted that The Happiest Girl was also pushed to DSPs as a focus track. Uh, so that means mm-hmm. it was pushed to playlists and things like that. Um, so it's an interesting choice. You know, I think we mm-hmm. have finally get a little piano ballad from them. Uh, and I yeah. guess, you know, it appeals to the emo Gen Zers, you know, who <laughs> love Billie Eilish and, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of vibe. Um, I do oh, want yeah. to just mention someone sent me a TikTok the other day because I'm, I'm a huge Michelle Branch fan and she just came out with a new album. And um, some, <laughs> uh, someone was ranting that they tried to play her to a Gen Zer and they said it sounded millennial. And they were like, what do you mean? And they said uh-huh. it sounded too optimistic. The current generation is not that optimistic, and this fits perfectly with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. yeah, you know, I appreciate a proper ballad on the album. It adds some range. Um, there's a nice melody to it. I think the piano is pretty, but the reverb effect is a lot. Uh, a yeah. little much. A little much. Yeah. Um, I was, like, checking my, like, ear AirPod settings. <laughs> when it came on, I was like, this is, like, a lot is it of me? echo. Um <laughs> But, you know, the build into the final chorus with the percussion is nice. Finally, we get a song that feels fully fledged. It has a climax mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they sing the last chorus an octave higher. Uh, yeah. So, so, yeah. Um, you mentioned Jisoo earlier. I think she sounds really good on this one. Uh, yeah. Very, very pretty pre-chorus. And nice to hear Lisa sing with some, you know, an, a more emotional song as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but going back to your other uh, thought on harmonies, why are there no mm. harmonies in this song? Mm-hmm. There are these whispery backing vocals. There are some, there's some octave play throughout it, mm. but it's so low. Like, where are the oohs and ahs? Like, where's the, you yeah. know? Like, you yeah. mentioned Little Mix. Imagine Little Mix getting this song and how beautiful that would be. <gasps> oh my know? God, yes. And oh so God, yes. it's like, oh, the potential is there, but like maybe they weren't the right group to do it, or maybe the vocal production wasn't done correctly. I don't know. So, you know, that is, mm, it's interesting that you say that because, you know, side note, I was a fan of Natalia Kills and Willie Moon, mm. even after their like X Factor debacle <laughs> when they yes. shredded that kid to death. Um, <laughs> I still think that they're good artists, right? Yes. So like of her into Teddy Sinclair and um, Cruel Youth as them as a duo was a good idea because they can rebrand, right? So they've still been working. Um, 
Also, if you don't know what happened on X Factor with those two, boy, please look it up. It was yeah. a hot mess. <laughs> oh, sorry. Like, honestly, they weren't, they aren't as big as they were and probably could have been, but this demo was floating around for a while, actually. Like, last year, I think someone had uploaded, like, a fan account from Teddy Sinclair, uploaded it, um, and it went from Teddy, uh, Natalia, and then it went to say grace where it got a little bit more production notes and still there weren't a lot of harmonies added so when it finally got you know placed and find its when it found its final home with black pink excuse me um, i will say that the girls delivered it nicely i mean because you have natalia who does have a more like pop like a sad pop girl voice and you have say grace who has that more like i happiest girl no yeah it's like a sultry kind of thing going yeah yeah that raspy amy winehouse Adele-esque thing going on. So for the girls to get it, they did not sound bad doing it. And I will say the new production notes from Teddy are nice. Like the drums sound a little bit more like current. Um, But again, like you said, you guys could have just gone above and beyond and did more than what was given to you in the demo. Um, But yeah, not for nothing. It seems like Teddy really likes Brit Pop and giving similar sounds to his artists, which is not a bad thing because Brit Pop is good. Send me (laughs) heroin. (laughs) Um... Cheryl Cole. Um, but as an alto, I will say that I appreciate them singing their lower register. It sounded good. Jesus falsetto, though, um, I have to honestly say that I could hear the tinniness of it, like whatever uh, reverb and like mixing they did on it. I can hear that it sounds like they were trying to pitch correct on mm. it a little bit. Um, so it sounds a little tinny for me. Uh, it sounds a little processed. It did take away from the natural sound of the track when you have so much processing on their voices. So some of it was like, eh, what's going on? Not just her. And some of it was like, oh, that's nice. Um, the harmonies weren't bad, but it did need the sweeteners, like you said. Lyrically speaking, I'm not a fan of, like, toxic relationship stuff. Like, I'm at all. Like, the broken dishes and being under the influence while making up. I never liked lyrics like that, especially, like, with, um, why don't you just meet me in the middle? And, like, issues. Like, songs like that about abusive things going on. I never liked it, but it is something that happens. It is real. And I appreciate that as savage as the girls portray themselves, they also have vulnerable songs like this one. Um, so I can definitely appreciate the, the sentimental side of it and how broken they sound and the relatability of this. Cause I mean, like if you have one night with one person, would that not make you happier? Even mm-hmm. if it, after that, you'll never see them again. I think I, I appreciate that for sure. Yes, I agree. Hearing a more vulnerable side to them after all these really confident songs. And, and yeah. yeah, that definitely is refreshing for sure. Um, yeah. So rating-wise, what do you give it? Um, I'll give this one... I'll give it, I'll give it an 8. It wasn't terrible. I was also eight. thinking an 8. Speaking of keeping score, the next song is Tally, done by Ted Park, Nat Dunn, David Fellin, Alex Oriette, Brian Lee, Soraya Lapreed, 24, and Danny Chung. So, yes, this song is a fun one. <laughs> what are your thoughts about it? Because I, I have some thoughts, which is, you know. It is refreshing to hear a K-pop song swear so much, <laughs> for sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, I think the production has some nice elements to this. Um, I like mm-hmm. this kind of mid-tempo thing. The mid-tempo mm-hmm. thing isn't really as common in K-pop, so I appreciate that. Uh, mm-hmm. I like the strings and the chorus. I like the distorted guitars. Um, this will really sound nice with a live band if they decide to, to do this one. Um, and yeah, I like how kind of carefree the whole thing sounds. Um, you know, there is a nice, I think I used the word laziness in another track as well. That's here too. Mm. Um, this kind of, we don't need to try that hard, you know, uh, kind yes. of thing to it. And that, that 
that is felt through the production. Um, mm -hmm. It's felt in how they're singing, and it obviously matches the lyrics as well. Um, yeah. You know, the lyrics are interesting because, again, you know, in an industry mm -hmm. and a culture that is all about keeping tally of little things that people do <laughs> wrong or, you know, like off book. Um, yeah. Like, I appreciate them saying, you know, I say F it when I feel like it. But let's be real. Mm -hmm. They really couldn't. They cannot yeah. say that when they want to. Yeah. Um, they would be canceled immediately. <laughs> um so it's almost a little sad and contradictory yeah. um, of them to do a song like this, um, mm. you know, in such a restrictive industry and honestly a restrictive culture right now, right? Uh, so yeah. I just think that's interesting because that kind of takes away from the authenticity of it. Yeah. I, I know what you mean in that sense. You, when you think about the artists and their environment and then the songs that they're releasing, it's like, uh, okay. Yeah, it's like you guys are not in a place to, to really believe in what this song is saying. <laughs> Which is crazy because Jenny can't even date someone without people, people leaking the pictures and stuff. So that's yeah. that's a whole other thing, you know? Uh, if they, Listen. I think at this point it kind of does fit them in the sense of like where they might be at like mentally because they do want to start dating. They don't want to sit there and run into all this trouble. Like if Lisa starts dating, it's going to be like the end of the world. People are like, oh, my God. You know, so with all these rumors that are kind of getting stirred up and all these other like exposés being done on relationships and stuff like that, I guess it does fit in that sense because it's like, listen, I'm going to do what I want with who I want. Um, and the song, like you said, is cool for the most part. Like it's cool. But very chill. It's an F you to the world of people judging them. And I get this sentiment because it does get exhausting trying to be that good girl. Um, I do wonder, though, what would have happened if the song would have kind of gone for, like, the full pump rap, punk, pop, pop, punk route, excuse me, with a little <laughs> bit more of a, with a little bit more of a driving energy. Like, maybe it would have sounded too much like Epic High. Ugh, I'm dating myself here. But, I mean, it's, it's slow and I like it. I do like it slow like this. And I'm also very open to something sounding a little bit more energetic with the gang vocals in the chorus or maybe in the end, something so it wasn't just like they're taking turns like they usually do. Just something to kind of give it a little bit more of like a, mm, mm, you know, I don't know. But like I said, I like it both ways. I am open to hearing something a little bit more like, you know. Oh, da -da -da -da. I don't you don't know. think they give us that on other songs though already? You know, not really. <laughs> because the other songs that they gave it to us on, I can't name them right now where I'm like, they're like, yeah, but I, to people. Yeah. Well, I think if they did that, just that kind of more groovy kind of thing that I think you're no, not groovy, just driving a little bit more, like kind of just something just, it's just for me, it just was like, da da da. It was chill. It was just chill. like, I said, I'll take both, mm. but I'm just curious to know what would happen if it were going a little bit more into that rock thing, actually owning it, not tying in 80s with it but just actually encompassing that full gen z sound but not too much where it sounds like a, a paramore track right or like a chemical mm. romance i mean i think that that's maybe where i was heading with the live band right like i think this song yeah, is right? kind of made for that so maybe yeah maybe you just need kind of that energy yeah yeah maybe at the end when they start playing it live they might get a little like you know da -da -da, you know just something a little bit more i don't know but like i said I, I like it both ways i'm just curious you know just for ex exploration and such um brian lee though the one who co-wrote this actually collaborates a lot with post malone which is why i was getting kind of like this hmm they could go in that direction because posty he does a lot of this very similar genre type stuff mm. but he does give you a little bit more as the song progresses so again i'm here for it but curious <laughs> um but Along with the other creators of this song, Brian Lee and the other songwriters, I'm 
kind of like, not what's the word I want to use here? Impressed? I don't know if that's the word. But they were able to create a track about sexual liberation for a K-pop group. It's interesting. And to have it be on the album, I'm not sure if they're actually going to be about this life. But it's interesting to have someone say, I do what I want to do. I act like these F-boys. I'm don't worry about what I'm doing and who I'm doing. I'm going to do it when I want to. And I think that's interesting. I'm cool with it. Do your thing. It's cool. So hmm. mm-hmm. what do you give this uh, as, a, as, a, as a single, though? Like, would you want to have this as a single? If you heard this song, would you be like, okay, this could have been a single? Like, do you feel like? No. I mean, I, I think if it, again, had an actual mm-hmm. climax to it, then maybe. Oh. But again, it just ends. I think if, as, if K-pop was still doing the kind of, I mean, Actually, Blackpink, this is, you know, they do have multiple singles off this album. But I think if if they followed kind of the old formula of having kind of a longer campaign and multiple singles released oh, every yeah. few, you know, every few months from it, I think it yeah. could work as like a later single from the album. Um, yeah. The kind of chill thing I think is refreshing. You know, K-pop is all about high energy. So I think it's it's nice to have something that I want a guitar solo. That. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wham! A live band. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. That's what um, I wanted. Not to, there we go. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I. <laughs> ooh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to look at my other scores to just like think of where I would rank it in the album. So I think I would actually. Mm. I'll keep it at an eight. Yeah. I'll give it a seven point five because I wish there was like I said there was something maybe a guitar solo. It needed something to make it sound like an actual rock song. Like go for it. You know, mm. so ready for love is the eighth and final track on the album, and it was done by Teddy Park, VVN, Twenty Four, Kush, Danny Chung, and Becca Boom, and it was actually released in July 2022 as a special track, um, as a collaboration with the game PUBG Mobile, which we've found out is actually one of the most successful mobile games ever. <laughs> uh, so that's awesome that they got this opportunity. Uh, so what do you think of Ready for Love? This song has been leaked, peaked, and released months prior to this album. Like, it's just, <laughs> it was leaked, what, a year ago, two years ago? I forget, yeah. but it was leaked. <laughs> like, I forget how peaked. or why, but yeah. Somebody doing that thing where they're like, I'm going to just record it, like, for the stories, and the story got out. Like, just stop recording stuff. Just be like, hey, we did that, and don't tell oh, people. right, right, right. Oh, so annoying because it happens to me. Um, but yeah, it's it's an old song. Like it sounds like something from Square Two. Like in that again, back in that Square Two, right before the the album came out, right in that slot. Like Forever Young could have just been right next to it. Like it just feels like that. Um, and I like that album. It's cool, I guess. It sounds like festival. It sounds like club. It's not a bad song. The girls don't sound bad. But I am not impressed. Um, like, <laughs> if, like, if you guys didn't think this was good enough to be a single or a B-side that you promote, then, like, why should I think that it's amazing, too? That's my thing. It's not them. It's just, if you guys aren't putting that effort in, why should I sit there and be like, oh, my God, this song is everything I've been looking for, when they've done it already and they've done it either better or just more passionately than this one? And, again, I think it's their schedules. <laughs> I really wonder who pick what goes on this album. Like, it's not like YG or Black Label is working with any other groups, unless they are, which might explain the safeness and the reuse formulation of the songs. I mean, Baby Mo- Baby Monster is still a copyrighted name, so maybe they, I don't know. But it's just it's just giving, like, why are you not trying to experiment with them? And it's like, are you trying to save the sound for someone else? Is it like, oh, wait, we can't give this song to them because we might have to give it to So Me? What is it? But yeah, this album has this song as a closer, 
when they could have recorded a whole other song because we already heard this one. So essentially fans only got what, six new songs? So like Yeah. It felt very lazy know? to put this on the album. Yeah. I'm very surprised by that choice. Again, they had two whole years, you know? Yeah. Um, and we heard about like I think Ryan Tedder said he was working with them. I think there were other people that said, you know, they were working with them and where did all those songs go? You know? Uh, on the album. He's on the album. But yeah, he said he's working on the new stuff. He said he was working on new stuff. <gasps> they rejected him. And I mean, so, mm. yeah, anyway, I, I just feel like, I, I first off, I appreciate maybe they were just like, okay, we need like a more upbeat, just like happy EDM song mm-hmm. on the album. Um, mm-hmm. It's a good, you know, encore song. You know, that's kind of what it feels like. Um, so it yeah. fulfills that role if that's what they wanted to just balance out mm-hmm. the album a little bit. But the song yes. itself is just so basic. Like, it's such a faceless yeah. EDM track in every way. It could be done by literally any artist from yes. anywhere in the world. Um, yes. Even Lisa's oh, no. rap is just, like, so just – it's not specific to her style. You know, it, the flow no. is very generic. Um, mm. At least the song has a real ending, so I'll give it that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like you said, it's not a bad song, but it's just – they can do so much better than this, you know? Mm-hmm. And I say that for the <laughs> – for the writers and stuff too like sorry like you guys have done way more than this so it just feels weirdly uninspired like i just don't Mm -hmm. understand um and you know we mentioned earlier that like every song especially on not only for a an album that we've been waiting so long for but also such Mm -hmm. a short album no there should be no fillers here there should be no fillers and this is a clear filler like i never need to listen to the song like i don't think (laughs) i i I cannot if you're if you disagree with me, please let us know in the comments because if you're a huge Blackpink fan and you think this is one of their best songs, then like how, how you know what I mean? Like this doesn't even compare to any of their other yeah. singles. Like it's yeah. just bizarre. I just really don't understand. Yeah. I mean, like I said, even comparing it to something something like Forever Young, that song has EDM. It has a little bit of a kind of like a reggae kind of thing going on. It has a dope outro. Yeah. Like they've put more effort into these girls in the past. So it's, it's an excuse at this point. It's a cop out. Um, and even the video, they were like, we're not showing up for it. <laughs> CG. <laughs> I mean, I feel it like because good. it was for the mobile game, right? So it makes yeah. sense that it was animated. Um, it was so f- I mean, it's fine. You know what? It matches the song. It's just kind of there. You know, the graphics are cool, you know, for what they are. Um, The dance routine they do is hilarious, though. The arm waving. um, (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, I just uh, this was a waste of space. Oh, well, you know what? Yeah, I agree. And I I think it's I think it's awesome that the girls did like do this partnership i know yg when they saw these girls they were like marketable okay i mean like this is good for them because 21 only had that microsoft commercial and the america next top model feature a couple years back so they were like how can we monetize this girl (laughs) yeah oh yeah no i think if you left it as just oh this is a special track for this video game yeah and yeah you know let's yay another track yes that's fine separate but to put it on an on the album is bizarre yeah. And lazy. Yep. Mm-hmm. That being said, though, what would you rate this song? A five. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, whatever. Why? What do you get it? <laughs> okay. No, I was going to go that low. Damn. Um, damn. I was going to give it like a six. Damn. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so that concludes the album. Uh, so we're at our cut or keep 
section. So, if you had to cut a song on the album, what would you choose and why? <laughs> um, honestly, uh, oh dang it! I mean, it probably seemed really obvious I was going to cut "Ready for Love," but I'd say I'd cut "Yeah, Yeah, Yeah" because at this point, the whole '80s pop girl thing—I'm over it with K-pop in general. The song sounds old, and they can do something else. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many different sounds in pop that they could have just attacked here, and they didn't. They played it safe, and I feel like they can do better than this. Like, we already have "Lovesick Girls" and "As yeah. If It's Your Last." So, bye bye. What about you? All right. <laughs> Um, even though I like the song, I would actually cut Hard to Love because I'm still not over mm. there being a random solo track on this album. <laughs> yeah. All right. But if you had to keep a song, so you're only allowed to keep one. Okay. What would you keep? I go, I'll go first. Uh, mm. I would honestly, I'd probably just keep Pink Venom. That's the only one that really stands out for me, honestly. I'm crying. I'm crying. Yeah. I'm crying. I'm crying. Honestly, I don't blame you for keeping Pink Venom. Uh, it is trademark them i think i would keep type of girl and just rework it i feel like it it just deserves a little bit more love because honestly i can't really say even with my rationalization of the old school hip-hop stuff it ain't shut it down or Mm -hmm. whatever it is so yeah Yeah. i'd say type of girl but i feel like i said pretty savage for the last album too so i mean you pretty pretty much see where i'm heading with that yeah (laughs) oh see there's no song as good as that on this album uh Mm. yeah so honestly are there good songs on this? Yes. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to sound like a complete hater. But again, after two years away, I really expected more. You know, I think yesterday we were talking about 21's Crush album. Oh, like my that God. Also, I don't think it was a full two years, was it, when that came out? But It was like a year and some change. Yeah, there yeah. was still like a lot of anticipation for that. And they fully delivered. Every single song could have been a title track. Every yes, single song was yeah. high quality. They felt like there was a lot of effort put into yeah. every single track and this just felt very safe by the numbers there's no real mm-hmm. risks being taken there's no there's Mm-mm. no interesting producers or songwriters that they you know that they've worked with i think natalia kills is a cool one in mm-hmm. there but like other than that like i'm sure they could have the pick of literally anyone anybody in the entire world mm-hmm. and so it just all felt very uninspired um and there's an interesting article that just came out in the new york times that's titled Blackpink and uh, the Limits of K-Pop Maximalism, um, which mm-hmm. is interesting. It basically just says that, you know, maybe Blackpink's bombastic sound is already kind of a little dated. And maybe yeah. the sound is going back to kind of the lighter SNSD times. And that's kind of reflected mm-hmm. by like New Jeans and, and a couple of the other girl groups that are, are gaining popularity now. Uh, so that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I fully agree with that, to be honest, you know, because right, we do right. still have ESPA. We have we do still have kind of the bombastic thing going. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, just an interesting opinion. And, and so, yeah, we're not alone, I guess, in thinking that this all feels a little, I don't know, low effort. Played out? Tired? Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. Um, yeah, so if you're listening to this and you've made it this far and you are a fan, don't look at us and be like, oh, my God, but you bashed the girls. We didn't bash the girls. Now, the girls as a whole – under the umbrella that is YG, we are not really that excited about because just, they're just, they're, it's limiting what's happened with them. And mm-hmm. although this album is full of confidence, it doesn't have much of an identity outside of like what they already know. They're, it's full of the retro sound, yeah, but at this point, like the New York Times said and what I've been saying, it's tired. It's not tried and true. It's tired at this point. And I'm not sure if the vintage feel is purposeful as much as it's like, oh, where's that demo from 2017? And these girls deserve 
so much more. This isn't a bash. This is one of those things where it's like you have XG, you have girl groups like New Jeans, you have so many other groups now that are starting to capitalize on the sound that Blackpink started with Mm -hmm. that at this point it's not an excuse and you can't just be like well we were gone for how many years and we really love our fans and the fans we really love you but at this point we have to start expecting our artists to do better Um, unfortunately they don't have any pull from what I know to control what songs they're getting Um, so that's a conversation for the men in the room that's the Danny that's the Teddies that's the RT the 24s I mean, I mean, isn't YG CEO now like a woman? Like, again, it's just a lot going on where I feel like a lot of guys have a lot to say. And Becca's there, yeah, sure. But do these girls want to be saying this anymore? I'm not quite that sure either. Like now they have their fame and whatnot that will c- carry them into success and whatever they decide to do. But if I were them and my contract was coming to an end, I would be kind of being like, mm, if I left, would there be something better for me? But then again... Yeah. But then again, it could end up like with Menzi and, you know, Bum and CL and be like these weird sounds on their own. We don't know. Maybe they don't have the artistry that's there and the, and the YG team brings it out of them. We don't know. But we haven't been able to see what's inside of them because all we get is things curated by Asian dudes and a white girl and like not, not trying to bring everyone's race into it. But it's like nothing feels like K-pop as much as it just feels like hip hop translated into Korean or like. This one girl who rapping, who just happens to be white, talking about all the money. It just, again, it just feels very like not who they want to be as much as they were like created to be. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean that anyone, it doesn't mean that no one's talented. It just doesn't feel completely authentic. Do they perform well? Yes. Do they sing well? Yes. But is it something that they want to do? I'm not getting that. And they may have been born pink, but look at who their parents are. That's all I'm going to say. Yes. Good. Talented parents, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I think they're really, really talented, and I'm rooting for them. I love a girl group, you know, and it just mm-hmm. feels like they just haven't hit where their potential actually is and where their status yeah. should be taking them. Uh, yeah, yeah, so as a final rating for this album, I'm gonna, I'll am gonna, i give it a 7. How about you? I was going to give it a 6.5, but I'll huh? be nice. I'll give it a 7. I'm joking. My, my numbers compare to what I want to give it is actually seven because I didn't dislike the album. I just feel like they deserve more. Becca, YG, y'all did a good job, but we know you can do better because we've heard you do better. Mm. That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, as we said, the contracts are up, right, next year. Mm -hmm. What do you think is next for them as a group? Another hiatus after this tour. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, unfortunately, after we did the album review – Honestly, they they have taken as long as we've been out as a as a podcast to release music, and we've released more videos than they have music. So that's not, that's not like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like uh, uh, you know um, the solo stuff. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, Jenny's acting. We'll see how that turns out. But again, they're going so far away from music and actually being artists that it doesn't feel like they're going to stick with it. And if they do, we're probably going to get the same material we have been getting. So at this point, if they disband, it'll be sad. But I think they need to like figure out who they are without each other, maybe, because it seems like that's what the direction that they're going in. It doesn't feel very cohesive. It doesn't feel like yeah. they're being a group. Um, but yeah, I mean, they look happy. So if they're happy, then so be it. But. Yeah, well, according to Aphrodite, there's not, mm. they're not always happy. Um, so, yeah, you know, I am, um, like I said, I really like them as a group, but mm-hmm. I feel like YG is holding them back 
very mm-hmm. similar to what was happening to 21, right? Yeah. And yeah. Um, what happened to 21, it's still very heartbreaking to me. Like the mm-hmm. fact that none of them are the huge stars that they should be right now yeah. um, is yeah. crazy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. The group never reached its full potential. The individual members never reached their full potential. And I do blame YG for that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, Blackpink members are in a better position than 21 was. Yes. The, yeah. the, all four of them have their own fan bases, very supportive, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and they already have gotten more opportunities than 21 did. And yes. so, honestly, I think it'd be great if they managed a way to all leave um, yeah. and find a new home as a group, I think, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I think having a different team around them is yeah. the right way to go. I think leaving Teddy might be a good route as well because yeah. the music is yeah. getting a little stale, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I hope they stay together as a group, though, but I totally understand if they do split and, and kind of want yeah. to do their own thing. And they are in good positions to take advantage of that right now. Mm-hmm. And that will yes. not always be the case. And so if they <laughs> want to strike while the iron's hot, like maybe it is time to actually take a little break for now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Well, it seems like we didn't said some stuff that wasn't might not be ideal. So if you are a blank, be nice in the comments as we were nice in <laughs> our comments. And if you're not... <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> and if you're not, that's fine. We're still going to make videos like this one. But <laughs> we're here to talk about the album. Let us know what you think about it. And let us know your thoughts in the comments below or message us at CCTV Pops on all social media. You can also join us on Patreon where you can help us decide our next episode topics and get access to exclusive content from our show that you can't get anywhere else please give us a like subscribe to our channel and hit that notification bell for our listeners give us a rating and review on your podcast platform of choice until next time that's chris that's shan and we are cctv Bye.